What up everybody? It's the fifth grader in the house. Hey, I'm Kason and thank you for tuning in into this episode of Hey Kids, this is Sports Talk with Kason, a podcast for kid, by kid, but grown-ups can listen to. Joining me today, my co-host, my mom. What's up? It's so good to be back in the studio with you. I love you. Thanks for having me back. Thanks. How's it going? It's going good. We are on day 412, 13 of, of what feels That's like... That's a complete exaggeration. <laughs> I know. But we are doing the stay-at-home thing. We are self uh, social distancing and just trying to stay safe in this pandemic, which is just kind of crazy. So what yeah. you got going on? Well, first of all, I want to thank you, listener, for tuning in to my show. I love doing it and sharing cool info with you. I couldn't wait for the NFL season to start, so I was thinking what we could talk about till then. So, I came up with a new series here called My Life As. There's so many cool jobs in the world of sports that I thought uh, I wanted to talk with people who have these cool jobs. I thought you, my listener, might find these jo- might find these as interesting as I do. In case someone wants to do these jobs for a living or find out how my guests got started doing what they do. I watch a lot of games and always thought it would be so cool to be a reporter on the sidelines of the NFL games. Well, my first guest has that cool job. His name is Justin Beasley, sports reporter for News 4 Nashville. Kason, that's awesome. I love that idea. And I'm, I'm so excited that you wanted me to be back in the studio with you to be a part of it. Um, just to let you know, listener, we're doing some remote podcasting like the rest of the world. And so we're going to have some audio issues. We did have a little bit of technical blips with our audio, but uh, bear with us. We're doing it on the interwebs uh, via Zoom. Um, so shout out to Zoom for having that platform available. And if you like the show, please subscribe so you can stay updated with new shows. We would love it. Yep. And thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy our conversation with Justin Beasley. My first guest has a job where he is in front of thousands of people every night. You might even see him in your living room. He loves sports almost as much as I do. He's the one, the only, Justin Beasley from Nashville's New Sports. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. It's my first podcast ever. Woohoo! Yay! We met you back in January when you came over to our house to do a story on my podcast. That was an awesome experience. You did a really good job filming it. Thank you. I, I guess we'll let the secret out of the bag now that we've got a grace period. I forgot my battery for my camera because we were sending all of our stuff up in the live truck for the Kansas City game for the crew that drove it up. So I shot that story on my iPhone. That's been a little inside joke for us. Um, <laughs> so hopefully nobody at home recognized uh, that flaw on television. No way. Nobody could tell. I remember when we were watching it as it was airing that night and we were totally amazed that you had shot that on your iphone yeah yeah i'm very type a and i normally don't forget stuff i'm a triple quadruple checker but they were like consecutive 14 hour days during that week so yeah i've forgiven myself for it you should because it was fantastic yeah and we were so impressed that you actually got uh mr jim wyatt to answer questions on camera about Kason. Yeah. I was surprised when that happened. That was and he, so and he awesome. Knew you. I, I would have gotten Mike Keith, but he was doing something. Um, he was in Houston. Yeah. yeah, interviewing Miss so, Amy Adams-Strunk. 
Yeah, that, that'll be when Kaysen takes his job. We'll, we'll interview Mike Keith then. <laughs> <laughs> we can all hope, right? Yeah, yeah 2040. Job, but we, he we really does. Yeah, he, yeah, 2040, maybe, whenever he chooses <laughs> to retire. Uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be Derek Jeter. I wanted to be the shortstop for the Yankees. Baseball was my best sport. Basketball was the most fun. Football was the best to watch. Um, but I stopped playing after freshman year because I'm only like five, six. Everybody else was six feet taller and had about a hundred pounds on me. So uh, I wanted to be shortstop for the for the Yankees. And I gave up that dream probably midway through high school. I didn't you know, think I was going to play baseball on scholarship or, or be a professional. So I said, hey, how can I still be around these guys and be around the game? I never wanted to be on television or radio. I just wanted to work in sports. And uh, I guess better be lucky than good. I find myself in television where, you know, I'm fortunate to travel to all these big games and cover all these uh, pretty cool athletes and, and to see the Titans, you know, go to the playoffs two of the three years I've been here. So, uh, again, better to be lucky than good, Case, and remember that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite sport, uh, like, right now since you uh, cover sports? Do you have a favorite? See, I don't cover the NBA, but NBA is my favorite sport. A lot of people are surprised by that. I like the, I guess, the personalities of the athletes. It's a star-driven league. Like, you know the top 20 players. Like, I can't name you 20 cornerbacks in the NFL. I can name you the quarterbacks, but there's so many different teams and players. I guess I just like the artistry of the NBA, and I like how, no offense to the Titans, but going into the playoffs, nobody thought they were a top-four team, right? But they got hot late and and wind up competing for a Super Bowl. Where in the NBA, the top two teams every year wind up in the NBA Finals, and they play seven games. Imagine if we had a Super Bowl, and it was a seven-game series. Oh, Imagine yeah. the storylines that would go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So I just love those two weeks with, you know, when the Warriors and, and Cavaliers met, it was the 10 best players on the planet on one court. And football doesn't always give you that. So it's an unpopular answer, but it's the honest answer. Me and my wife love the NBA more than any other sport. So who's your favorite team? Yeah. The Grizzlies. Uh, uh, I'm sure the Grizzlies called a, Yeah, I've often been called a front runner in my sports fandom because I like the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Florida Gators. But the only local teams I like outside of MTSU where I went to college are the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's because they moved to Memphis, I think, 2001 or 2002. And they're the only... You know, I didn't have an NBA team, so that's who I chose. How old were you when you wanted when you thought you wanted to be a sports reporter? I was 17. We had a weightlifting class in high school, and it was with the football coach during the football season. Well, as you will learn, Kaysen, when you have a class with a football teacher, no matter what it is, he's not going to teach. He's going to write football plays on the board. So instead of even <laughs> weightlifting, we listened to the Colin Cowherd podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of him. He, he broadcast for Fox. And he would do this show for three hours. And I said, hey, if I can make a living talking sports for three hours a day, which I already do to my friends, that would be the coolest thing ever. So then I went to MTSU and I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. So it was far enough away from home, but close enough to come back if I really messed up and, you know, needed mom and dad to come rescue me. Well, it was there where I did radio and television because that was the, the major. And I just wound up being a little bit better at television than I was at radio. Plus, here's the difference. Like television... You can get your start. I'm at 26. I'm 26. You can be on television. I don't belong on radio to host a show because I don't have the stories that a 40 or 50 year old does because he's had 25 more years of life to be able to recount those. So that will come with time. But with television, 
you know, I can report and broadcast the highlights as well as, I don't know, a veteran, but it's, there's not that disparity as there would be on radio with an opinion and, and the amount of stories you have. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does a bit. And did you have to go to a special school for that? Uh, I went to MTSU. It was, I think, a top 20 journalism program back then. Uh, I'm not sure if it is now, but here's the thing. Like Mike Tirico that works for ABC, and I think he works for NBC now. NBC, actually. He used to work for ESPN. He went to Syracuse. Well, here's the thing. There are 50 other Mike Tirico's that go to Syracuse, and you don't get to broadcast until your junior year. I didn't have Mike Tirico's to the left and right of me, so I got to start literally my freshman year at MTSU. A lot of people go to Missouri. Well, there's a lot of great people that go to Missouri that wind up on networks. Well, you got to wait your turn there. At Middle Tennessee, I didn't. So it's all about, just like going to college for football, it's all about finding the right fit in the right situation. It doesn't matter where you go. It's not like being a lawyer or maybe other job industries where they're like, oh, you went to Harvard and he went to MTSU. I'm going to hire the Harvard person. It's different. It's all about your resume tape uh, in, in this job, in this profession and how how well you speak on camera and how well your future boss says, hey, I like that guy. I want to hire him. And I, I guess that's, again, you can go to MTSU and, and achieve anything you can, just like you can at Harvard and any other business. So you're saying it's based more upon experience than it is what school you went to. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's plenty of people. I'm not, I don't know them specifically, but you can go to a big school and not be as good at the profession as somebody that went to a lesser school, but got more reps. It is all about experience. And really, it's almost like a a new Netflix show. You know, after one episode, you know, if you're kind of into the show or not, Yeah. resume reels like five or six minutes, a news director is going to look at the first 30 seconds and already make an opinion on. So you have to wow Mm -hmm. them in the first 30 seconds. They're going to look at that before they look at what school you went to, if any school at all. Plenty of people in the 60s and 70s, pioneers in television and radio didn't go to school. You really don't have to go to school for them to teach you how to talk. A lot of people go uh, for like political science or English and learn words and um, politics and then do the mass communication part on the side and get both degrees. I'm not that smart. So I just went to, for them to teach me how to, how to talk on camera. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. As a sports reporter, how do you find cool stories to report on? And what equipment do you use to capture them? Uh, So uh, you guys have seen the equipment. I have a tripod, a camera, a microphone, a laptop, a big light. And then you have, I mean, yeah, that's a ton of stuff, especially when you're trying to log it into a a Nissan stadium through security. Like it's, you guys were off, off asking me for help. It's a lot of stuff. But as far as story ideas, in tele- it's all about your medium. So if you're on radio and you work for 104.5 The Zone that has the Titan stuff, you know people that are listening to the radio are your sports fans like you, Kason, and your mom and, and your dad. They want to know about Michael Pruitt resigning with the Titans and how much money he signed back for. And they want to know about his yards per catch. And they want to know about what's the game plan and the X's and O's with Rhett Bryan and Jonathan Hutton and all them. Well, television, our audience is a little different. It's moms and dads that have just got home from a hard day's work, and they want to know the latest on, say, the coronavirus, or when is my son going back to school? They're not <laughs> as interested in you know how long Ryan Tannehill's completion percentage has been going as the best in the league. 
So I try to tell a different fun kind of story. Like when the Titans went to London, I use this example a lot. A lot of people go in there and say, hey, you know, how do you get past the Chargers run game? Well, I went in there and I said, hey, you're on a 12-hour plane ride. Who are you trying to avoid on the plane? Like, who do you not want to be by that's snoring? Or, or you know, what, what movie are you going to watch? How do you pass that time? Right. Now, it's different. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it's different for the audience that I'm broadcasting to as opposed to a 104.5 The Zone or a print beat writer. It's all about creativity, and I hate status quo in life. So I, I like to try different things when, when it's certainly appropriate. That's awesome. When did you start working for News 4 Nashville? I started working for News 4 Nashville in August of 2018. So I've been there two and a half years. My first two and a half years in the business were in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, and that was right out of college, a couple of months out of college. You're supposed to make all your mistakes in your first market. I still make a couple of mistakes because I... You know, I try not to be perfect. Uh, it, like Mike Brable says, you hear his press conferences all the time. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. And, and that's kind of the way I try to live life. It's easier said than done, of course. But you make all your mistakes in your first job. Uh, you know, you get your reps. You, you speak in front of people. You, um, you just kind of learn on the job, to be honest. And in the second job you get, you kind of want to limit those mistakes and kind of be a little bit more polished. I've been in the business five years. I'm 26. Uh, I try not to take myself too seriously because I'm in sports. So, um, yeah, I've been there two and a half years, and time certainly flies, that's for sure. Enjoy being young. <laughs> I will. That's a great advice. Yes. Um, I'm, I have <laughs> a quick question. I'm right. <laughs> I have a quick question. So what's your favorite part about the job? No day is ever the same. Some days I come in at 11 a.m. Some days I'm in at 9. The Titans season can sometimes be the same thing every day. But think about it. In the NFL season, I cover a game. I cover high school football on Friday. I get to go to two high school games, young kids cheering on their team, kind of the heart of the sport. Saturday, I go to Knoxville. They host the Florida Gators. Sunday, I come back to Tennessee Titans, host the Chargers, and have a goal line stand. Like, who had a better weekend than I did? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. You know? yeah. And then throughout the week, you know, I, I tell random stories. So it's, it's very fun. It's, it's different. It's my passion. Nobody winds up in that job and, and doesn't like it. You just have to have a passion or, or you won't be able to do the hours or, or work and weekends. Now, let's be honest, in the summer, June and July, it's kind of hard to get through because the Titans are on vacation. They're enjoying their time as well. But kind of like, you know, Casey, like you mentioned with this interview, it's hard to think of topics during the off season. Well, that's where the really good broadcasters separate themselves is they got to fill this time before football season starts. Cause anybody can talk about the week one game. There's plenty of topics. Now's the time where you have to fill that air and uh, really use your imagination and creativity, which comes with time. Of course. Yeah. What's your most favorite interview interview or story you've done? I don't know that I have a good answer, but I did do a story on Kevin Byard when I was in college for his freshman year or maybe sophomore year. And he got drafted by the Titans and still for two months, my link of the story that I did for him was still on his Twitter bio, which was really cool because, you know, you're young and you're stargazed. But I did the first, I guess, big feature on Kevin Byard when his college coach, Rick Rick Stockstill at MTSU, because we went to school together, compared him to Brian Dawkins, which was a former safety. I believe he went to Clemson and he played for the Eagles. And like for a sophomore at a little school to be compared to Brian Dawkins is a pretty big deal. 
But I, I guess to say that, you know, I knew Kevin Byer before Kevin Byer was big time. And the best thing about Kevin Byer is that guy that I interviewed that day is the same one today. He's no different. He respects women. You would never be able to tell that he's a multimillionaire. Uh, he has no ego to him. You'd never be able to tell he made a Pro Bowl or not. He's the same guy that he was from day one. And that's what you can admire about people that they don't change uh, because of their circumstances. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. You met Kevin Byard? Yeah, I have actually. We met him last year at the training camp. Yeah. yeah Kevin Byard's the man. And I, I grew up a Cowboys fan and I still am. I'm, I'm not mad at him for stomping on the star. I, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to have an interception on a oh, man. game in Dallas, that's the way to do it. <laughs> So you might as well do it. When you beat them in the playoffs, yeah, you can stop on it. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's, That's awesome. yours. How was it to cover the Titans' epic run to the AFC title um, last season? Wow. It was – I think I enjoyed it even more because I didn't expect it. I, I didn't expect them to beat New England. But after that, I did think that they would beat Baltimore. And even – I know the score looked lopsided against Kansas City, but they were down 17 with the ball in the fourth quarter. I mean, they made it a game. I think it's just cool going to different venues. Like, you know, Tom Brady, I saw his last pass. It was a pick six. I was in the end zone to um, Logan Ryan, uh, an ex-Patriot. That was cool. I'll always be able to yeah. tell my um, grandkids about that. I didn't go to Baltimore because it was uh, the turn for my coworker to go. And then I went back to Kansas City. It's just you know, you know, a lot of your coworkers uh, around the NFL are at home and you're still covering the NFL. It's awesome. It's super cold. Uh, that, that makes memories when you're super cold. You never forget that. Um, I remember we did the broadcast at 1030 at night that Sunday night. And the game was like, what, 18 or 19 degrees. You could hear all the fans. You know, I was warm. It was adrenaline. Well, I was out there on the field alone at 1030 at night. It was eight degree. The wind chill was probably negative. I could hardly move my mouth. Like, oh it, my but I, I remember it. It was awesome. It's, you know, those experiences that you can recount. And um, it's, you know, of course, it would have been a better memory if they went to the Super Bowl. But you can definitely tell the Titans are turning the corner and going to try to compete for a Super Bowl next year. They're going to run it back, like Ryan Tannehill said. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Tennessee, let's run it back. All right. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me and my mom. But before we go, I have three questions I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask each guest, but are you ready for yours? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Don't put me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give your 11-year-old self? Probably the same advice my parents gave me that I gave you. Enjoy being young. It's... You know, eventually you want to spend your own money and you want your freedom and you want your car and you want just everything else in life. But it's so hard to attain. And and being young, you have no responsibilities. You know, you're at the house all the time and the little things don't matter now. And later on in life, they do. It's just. And your mom cooks you lunch. Yeah. Lunch. lunch. (laughs) Dinner. Wakes you up. There's nothing like it. We'll talk in 10 years and you'll tell me, man, you're, you're, you're certainly right. And I can tell you a hundred times and you're still going to want to be 18. I mean, that's just, that's just how life is. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a, was there a mentor or a teacher that really inspired you when you were growing up? Uh, Colin Calvert. I mean, I liked him. He was, he, he gets a bad rap for you'll hear in the business hot takes. And if you hear him through a different lens, maybe, maybe you do think he's hot take, but 
he gives me his honest opinion every day and he's not afraid of, of criticism with it. And it's different when you're talking politics because that can, you know, make people mad and all that. It's sports at the end of the day. Like we're just, in, it's in a playing field where we're having fun. So I really enjoyed that about him. And then my first job, I had a boss, uh, Jeff Bidwell, that really, I don't know, in, in television, there's a lot of egos. Um, anybody in television will tell you that. He had one where he was willing to teach me all of his tricks of the trade and still does. And that's always meant something to me. So um, find, you know, in your first job, you want to find good management and you want to find somebody that's willing to not be offended or, you know, I want to, I want to be better than him. You want to find somebody that's going to guide and mentor you. Uh, and it's something you'll be thankful for because that relationship will mean anything more than, than what you actually do in this field and the awards that you win. Yeah. And finally, pizza or steak? Oh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I eat about three or four pizzas a week, but I just cooked three steaks this last weekend and ate three. So, uh, one, I, I can't live without pizza. Yeah, nobody can. I can't live without pizza, <laughs> so I'll go pizza. What about you, pizza? Uh, that's a, this is a tough one. Yeah, pizza. Have you had Chicago-style pizza? No, not yet. I have. Yeah, get him on some I know. Yep, we need to do some, um, the takeout from, is it Gino's East that's downtown? Yeah. Yeah. Downtown now. Yeah. yeah. Me and my wife went to it a couple of months, not a couple of months after it opened, but in December. Okay. Um, and it's, it's not as good as Chicago cause it's not as cold. You're not in the big city, but it's still, <laughs> right. it's still pretty darn good. Well, again, thank you for taking the time to to talk with us. It uh, really means a lot to me. So thank you. Absolutely. Anytime you guys need anything, let me know. Because again, ask as many people as you can to do these podcasts because you'll be surprised you said yes. Um, Nobody started out on ESPN. They had to work their way to get up there and they were all in your shoes. I don't know if they were thinking about it at your age, but they were all... You know, you got to start somewhere and you're definitely ahead of anybody that I know. So keep up the good work, man. And always have fun. Don't take yourself serious. Always have fun. Yeah. Always. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you, Justin. Thank you're you. welcome. Yeah.